Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the High Performance Agents Podcast. We're going to be discussing the four key discipline areas to skyrocket your sales volume. First and foremost, if you're new to the group, welcome. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do another real estate intensive training intensive where I bring on either one of the agents, one of the high performing agents in my network to deliver some sort of talk, or I go live myself to bring you guys the actionable content that you need to scale your businesses better and get more freaking productive. That's what it's all about. That is why we're here. Today, I've got someone very, very special. I've got Mr. Daniel Montoya. Daniel and I have known each other for the last year, I'd yep. say. About, Daniel. Right about a year. About a year now. Uh, and I've watched him exponentially grow his business in a very short period of time. Uh, last year, when I, when I met Daniel, actually, the beginning of 2021, he only had a handful of transactions. He scaled his way up to million-dollar months and then even million-dollar weeks. Okay, so Daniel knows what it takes to go from, you know, low performance to high performance in a very short period of time. Uh, and he's going to be here today discussing the four key discipline areas that you need to develop to skyrocket your sales volume. One more thing that I want to say about Daniel real quick, just so you guys understand, Daniel got into EXP, what, five months ago, six months ago, Daniel? Yeah, about five, five and okay. a half. About five and a half months ago, uh, switched over to EXP. And in that time... He's almost hit icon status already within six months and that, and he's about five transactions away. So huge, huge, huge things in the pipeline. A lot of stuff is going on for Daniel. I want to turn the mic over to you. I want you to talk a little bit about us or sorry, not about us, about your story. Talk a little bit about kind of where you came from and why you're here today. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, my name's Daniel Montoya. I'm with eXp Realty here in Texas, West Texas, Permian Basin. Uh, to be more exact and precise. Yeah. Um, so story is I worked in the oil field um, all of my adulthood, adulthood life. Yeah. So from 19 to a year and a half ago, 2021, uh, when I got into real estate, yeah. um, I was working a eight to five or nine to five job, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's pretty much all I was doing. Real estate kind of happened during COVID. Um, I wanted something else to do other than what I was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. So I got into it and early on was head scratching. Uh, you know, I didn't think I made the right decision. Um, got in touch with Taj and it has grown. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> it wildfire. Wildfire. I wildfire. just got caught on fire. I just needed the right person, the right network uh, right. to get me that yeah, jump start, that, you know, kick in the butt. And um, that's really what it took. And, um, I didn't believe that I could be this person. Um, it took a lot of the um, discipline to get there, to to know that I'm confident and I'm going to be this multi-million producing agent. And hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's mine. Believe in yourself, baby. It's mindset. So, so, so let's do this, Daniel. I'm really excited. We got people live with us right now. There's people commenting. I want to start transitioning into our topic here, guys, the four key discipline areas to skyrocket your sales volume. Daniel, why don't you outline what all four of them are? And then let's start with the first one. Okay. Yeah. So it, first one's going to be financial. Uh, second one's going to be health. The mm -hmm. third one's going to be clients. And the last one's going to be marketing and organization. Perfect. Perfect. So talk to me about financial. What does it take to be financially disciplined as a real estate agent that's looking to increase your sales volume? Um, so I know everyone kind of hates the word budget, but you really do have to... <laughs> 
Yeah, set, <laughs> set away some money. Um, there's different ways you can put the money, you know, marketing, you can put it toward uh, your listings, you can put it toward your clients, you can put it toward whatever it is, but everything has to be kind of set aside and budgeted to where you're going to be and what you're going to do for the next month or the next several months. So everything's kind of budgeted for months to come. Right. Um, and, and I think it's important to understand that real estate markets ebb and flow. And, and, and also, depending on your level of adeptness with attracting opportunities, those opportunities are going to ebb and flow as well. So it's important to have that, uh, you know, that stash, right? That, that budget in place to where if you have a really good month, you're not out there buying BMWs and shit yet, right? You're, you're yeah. actually putting some money away so that you can, uh, if you ever have a bad month, you can kind of mitigate that. Right. Right. And um, that's kind of where a lot of, of realtors kind of fall or, or, you know, fail is because yeah. they don't have that budget and they don't have that strategy. They don't have that discipline to allocate. You know, this is going to taxes. This is going to go to my marketing. This is going to go to my closing gifts. This right. is going to go to this. They kind of just have it all in one lump sum. And they're just like, OK, well, I have this money to spend. Here you go. Boom. And then yeah, yeah. maybe the next month they don't have a as productive month. And they're like, oh you know, everything's on fire at that point. So yeah. yeah, that's a very, very big discipline deal is finances for sure. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And so the other thing too, I think that we were going to talk about was, uh, was, you know, not counting. Yeah. Like, don't count the chickens before they hatch. Um, <laughs> yeah. that's another, that's huge, man. Um, cause we yeah. get as realtors, I mean, this is a realtor group. So um, we know that it takes 30 to 45 days to close. If you're doing commercial, it could take six months to a year to close on a deal like that, you know, cause those are million dollar deals. And, you know, it, even though it's in contract, doesn't mean that it's going to close. Uh, right. people can back out the day of closing. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is don't count that money. Cause it's not your money until that money's in your bank account. Right. Um, it's good to strategize with it. And, but you can't, you cannot depend on that to, Right. Keep, keep going. You have to keep getting the contracts. You have to keep going. The second you start counting those chickens, you're like, oh, well, my June's going to be, you know, I'm going to have X amount of dollars in my bank account. And then three of your deals fall through. Well, now you're set on fire again. So, you know, you just got to keep going. Right. Exactly. And I think it, it, it's, it's important in any avenue too, right? Like in coaching, it's the exact same thing, right? Like for me, I never, ever, ever expect to have anything, right? Being able to work hard without the presence of results is a trait of highly successful people. I'm going to say that again, being able to work extremely hard without the presence of results is a trait of highly successful people. So you've got to be able to work even when the money's not flowing in. Right. But obviously our goal in this group is to make that happen. So let's talk about the next one. Let's go to health. Okay. Okay. Uh, what does it mean to you to be, you know, to be healthy? Like, why is it important to have that level of discipline? Um, so when I, this goes back to when I first started. So when I first started, um, I was close to two, seven, 270 pounds. It was, I was, uh, I'm just going to go out and say it. I was pretty lazy. Yeah. I didn't have too yeah. much self-discipline. Um, I was, you know, lethargic. I didn't have too much energy. Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of going with emotions. So what health does for you, it makes you feel good. And then you start to look good and then you start to perform good. Right. So everything kind of falls into place whenever you start getting that health, you know, discipline in action. Right. Right. And that's, and that's the thing too, right. Is that like, 
I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I've talked about this multiple times in other in 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 this podcast, just in previous episodes. But attractive people are typically trusted more as well. So when you show up and you look good and you look adept, you're kempt, you got a nice haircut, you're in good shape, you're in a nice suit or a nice shirt or whatever it is, people are gonna think you know what you're talking about, even if you don't. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if, if you're showing up and looking, frankly, I'm sorry to say it, but like a slob. It's going to be mm-hmm. completely different. People are going to think they're going to immediately judge you on what their brain perceives in that moment. If they see someone who's well put together in good shape, then that's going to that's going to reflect in the way that they immediately start judging you. And it's also going to reflect in your ability to stay self-confident, right? You walk right. in looking good, feeling good. Like you're obviously going to perform better because you know, you know that you've put in work, right? Right? Exactly. Man. And so let's talk a little bit about the health side of things. So obviously training and nutrition is important. Like, duh, everybody knows that it's important to eat the right foods, exercise. But one thing that I want to talk about with you, Daniel, is mindset. Yeah, and mental sure. Health and mental yeah. Health, right? So mental health. Yeah, that's that's a huge key, too, because um, like we said at the beginning of this, my I was not mentally ready for this. I was not confident. I was just kind of going with emotions and um, it took a lot of confident boosting stuff to, to get to that point, which is mental, all mental, um, lifestyle blueprint, uh, all of that stuff is just kind of what got me to that level. Cause I can do these things and I will do these things and I am going to do these things. Uh, I I am going to have million dollar weeks and million dollar months. That's just what I'm going to do. Uh, and I have a confidence about it, not an arrogance, a confidence about it, um, that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, and And I, and I think, and I love the way I love that you said confidence versus arrogance because, uh, arrogance, let's make a key distinction here that everyone needs to understand. Arrogance is an expectation that something's going to happen without yielding the result, without yielding the work. Confidence is belief in your abilities to execute the work in order to create the results. There's a very, very, very big difference here, right? Absolutely. And that's why a lot of people that are arrogant are also people that are victims, point the blame, mm-hmm. right? At anyone other than themselves. So it's taking extreme ownership. Let's talk a little bit about abundance too, because in my honest opinion, you guys, abundance is a form of mental health. (laughs) Believing in your unlimited abundance, believing in the fact, and this is is a fact, that money is unlimited. Money is unlimited. They print more of it every single day, as we've seen with inflation, right? They're printing it every single day. So if money is unlimited, money is completely abundant, then you have the ability to create as much wealth as you want. That is a form of mental health. For any business owner, for anybody in a production-based business, if you don't believe that you can produce wealth in abundance, then you're never going to create it. Right. So Daniel, I want to talk to you about this because I think it's, uh, you you know, you've kind of broken this down and I know we've talked about it in the past, but like, what was the shift that happened when you started believing in your abundance last year versus, you know, the scarcity mindset that you had before? Yeah. So as soon as it's, it's a belief, as soon as you make it, you know, you put it into existence, you get that ball rolling. Right. um, Everything just starts working the way it should work. Right. Um, cause everybody has this quality. It's just a matter of, of getting to it. Right. Yeah. Um, so the abundance part of it, I mean, it's, it is what it is. And that's the, when you, so when you're disciplined in your mindset, um, even if bad things happen, 
because bad things will happen. That's going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even when they happen, it's not to say that you're a failure. It's to say that how else can I succeed through this, right. this thing that happened. Right. So, I mean, that's just the abundance mindset you're talking about is even when I fail, I achieve. Mm-hmm. So it's just mindset. Exactly. It's that's, great. that's, that's the perfect way to put it. Even when you fail, you achieve because, you know, because money is abundant there and it can, it comes and goes and you can always create more. Absolutely. If, you believe, if you truly believe that, then you're never going to really be, you're never going to truly be stressed out about it because you always know that you've got this. That's yep. hugely important for someone in business. Now, next let's talk about clients. Okay. Oh, so by the way, if, if somebody, if anybody's new joining in right now or listening to the podcast, what's going on podcast podcast people. But the first two were one, the first one was financial discipline. The second one was health discipline. And the third one now is clients discipline with clients. So Daniel, I want you to take this one away. Yeah. So, uh, clients, um, we all know everyone has different personalities. Um, some people more fragile than the others. Um, some a little bit more tough around, uh, rough around the edges. So you have to learn how to be kind of fluid with your clients and be able to kind of set the tone with each client. Um, if you know, someone's more fragile, you got to learn how to be a little bit more fragile yourself. Someone's a little right. bit more rough around the edges. You kind of got to step into that role as well. Um, and it takes a lot of discipline because a lot of times us as realtors, we get really, you know, upset and it's another mindset thing, but you know, it can, you can get really upset in the moment. You might say something you didn't want to say in the moment. So uh, it takes right. a lot of discipline to just kind of shut your mouth and listen to your client and what they have to say. Um, right. That's huge discipline. Um, you're not that person that is disciplined to kind of listen to your clients. Maybe, um, being a real estate producer is not it, but maybe you can refer people and make yeah. a lot of money doing that. So there's always success right. in whatever you can do with clients. I mean, it's, it's right. awesome. Right. Yep. And then yeah. the other I, one, I, the I agree one. with you as well, because uh-huh. I think that, I think that if you're a strong personality, sometimes your personality will clash with other people's and then sometimes you'll be drawn into other people. And if you have some clients that your personality clashes, you have to find a way to be disciplined enough to get through that. Exactly. And still deal with that person because at the end of the day, unless you hate money, you're not going to turn a client away, right? right. Unless, you hate, unless you hate money or, or, or <laughs> also, you know, and, and I'm going to also say another thing too, is that like sometimes when, uh, you know, sometimes when you have a client that doesn't align fully with what you're trying to do, uh, you can fire that client. Mm-hmm. Like you can, but again, like I said, like, do you hate money or not? <laughs> right, yeah. like so, like a, a small bit of uncomfort on your on your end to create right. more revenue and income in your business. Like, come on, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so let's talk about education. Is that something else that you brought up that I think was really really insightful? Yeah. So education, especially us in in the real estate area, uh, the more educated we are, the better we're going to be for our clients. Right. Um, that's just point blank. That's just what you have to do. You have to get educated. Um, in every business, in every area, um, even if you're a, a you know commercial uh, person that that's all you do is commercial, will learn it to the best of your ability. Uh, right. Be the best commercial um, real estate agent there is in your area. If you're a buying agent, be the best buyer rep you can be. If you're a listing agent, be the best listing agent you can be. There's education everywhere. Just learn and um, going. I'm not saying learn just to go to classes and learn. Um, but look at your bigger producers, um, mm-hmm. go ask them some questions, go network, 
Um, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but like here in our, in our area, we have like, I would say every other week we have meetings with our board. Um, so we, I go over there and I, you know, meet with other realtors and some of the top producing agents over there, just kind of pick their brain. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, I mean, that's what it's all about. And you educate yourself with them and say, Hey man, I got this client and it's, it's really hard to deal with. Have you ever had someone like this? Nine times out of 10, they have. Right. So you kind of pick their brain and get educated that way too. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And so the other thing that I want, I know that we wanted to talk about was nurturing, right? Yeah. Because, uh, I'm just going to come out and say it, all the money's in the follow-up. Yeah, for if you're sure. You're not properly following up with your clients, with leads. You could be getting a hundred leads a day, but if you're not properly following up with them, you're not fully, you're not properly nurturing them. You're not sending them birthday wishes, wishes. You're not sending them direct mail as well as, uh, texts, as well as emails, as well as market updates. You're not going to maximize your business. Right? Yeah. So we've got to learn how to properly follow up and nurture your clients. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like Daniel, like what, what are some of the strategies you use to nurture your clients and, and, yeah, and so, stay disciplined with it and stay yeah, disciplined with it? That's the hard part is to stay disciplined with someone that tells you no over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. um, or I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Right. Um, those are the hard ones. Um, the ones that we kind of let get away are for me, the worst ones is that um, if you're not disciplined in calling people back, so like I have it set every Monday that anyone that is in my pipeline, I either send an email out, I send a text out, or I shoot a phone call. Yeah. Um, during random times of the day, I'll just get a phone call and say, hey, you know, just a follow up call. Or I'll shoot a text, you know, 830, 9 o'clock in the morning, just, right. to, you know, shoot a text and say, hey, just following up or an email, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, you got to follow up with everyone that's in that pipeline. Um, even if you feel like you're being annoying or you're being bothersome or whatever, yeah. they, it's this quick that somebody else will go call another realtor that quick. Sure. Yeah. And if you didn't follow up, they're going to call that other realtor for whatever reason, because they saw them on Facebook, because they saw them on a billboard, because whatever, if you're not following up they you're non-existent to them. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, when it comes down to keeping a client in your in your ecosystem, it's all about staying front of mind, right. right? And there's a word that we use for that. It's called omnipresence. And omnipresence essentially means that, the, that you are everywhere at the same time at all times. Mm -hmm. You're there when they open social media. You're there when they open their email. You're there when they open their text messages. You're there that you leave in voicemail drops. You're there in, the, in their direct mailbox. You're everywhere. So when they go to yeah. list their home, when they go to want to or downsize or they go to want to make an investment, you're the first thing that comes to mind. Absolutely. Because you've been, you've been omnipresent, right? Yep. So that is, that's huge as well, man. And so that's, that's nurturing you guys. So, so far, just to recap, recap and recalibrate on where we're at. We talked about financial discipline. We talked about discipline with your health. We talked about discipline with your clients. The fourth key to discipline that's going to skyrocket your sales volume is organization and marketing. So which one do you want to start with, Daniel? I'm going to let you take it from here and, and then I'll jump in. Yeah. So I'll start with marketing. Um, yeah. Cause marketing is huge, especially right now in this day and age. Uh, we do have stuff like we're, we're doing right now. Uh, mm -hmm. This is networking, letting kind of the public know and helping the public out with what yeah. our knowledge. And we're able right. to do that now compared to what we weren't able to do that before. Um, yeah. Before you'd have to get a ticket to go, 
you know, to this huge event and learn this stuff. But now we can do it right now and we can share this on social media and yeah. everyone gets beautiful thing. Beautiful, <laughs> thing. beautiful, so thing. beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so marketing is huge. Uh, social media is free for the most mm -hmm. part. Um, so like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, like all of this stuff is free. All you yeah. have to do is put in the work to make your reels. You have to put in the work to make your post. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to do whatever you got to do to start promoting yourself and getting that omnipresence like, you know, Tosh was just talking about. Um, social media is kind of the best way to do that because everyone scrolls their phone. I don't know. Maybe people that are in, you know, 70s and up don't scroll it, but I even know people in their 60s scrolling their phone. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. If, I know yeah, people in the 70s scrolling it too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like if you're not yeah. in social media presence, uh, yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice. You better get on it 100%. now. Yeah, 100%. And so let's talk Let's talk a little bit about uh, social media itself, right? Like that omnipresence thing, I want to touch base a little bit on that really quickly more. Do you believe that it's important for real estate professionals to actually, let me re rephrase that. Do you believe that it's crucial for real estate professionals to be on social media right now? Absolutely. hundred percent. If you're not on it, you're, you're really not going to be that mega producer you want to be. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like back in the old days when people were on billboards, mm -hmm. that was the omnipresence of, of the like nineties to early two thousands. Yeah. Now that we have this social media thing, this is your billboard. Social media is your billboard. Yep. This is your platform. Um, you know, this is it, uh, start talking. Everyone has different personalities. Everyone's different. So, um, I've even talked to a couple of the agents on my downline about this mm -hmm. is you're different. Even, even if I did the same content you did, you're going to reach a whole different set of people than I will yep. because you're you and I'm me. Yeah. I talk different than you. I have different character than you. I'm mm -hmm. different. I'm, we're completely different people. Yep. So even if I post something today and you exactly, attract other people yeah, from that, exactly. Energy, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So yeah, that's, that's just the way it is with social media. If you don't have it, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's talk a little bit about networking as well. Um, I know that the, the reason why we're in this group in the first place, everybody is because this is a referral network. The whole point of this group, aside from delivering, you know, aside from you guys learning from other elite real estate agents in your field, in your space is to network with one another. So talk to me a little bit about the importance of networking with other agents, Daniel. Yeah. Um, that is crucial to success. Mm -hmm. um, you will never know how to get to the top of the mountain. If you don't see somebody that has climbed that mountain, right. um, networking wise, uh, if you want to know how a person that did 20 million in sales in a year or whatever, Go talk to them, go network with them, go figure out what they're doing, the strategies they're doing. Uh, majority of the time, people are just too scared and intimidated to go talk to them when yeah. they would, those people would 100% just give you that advice and just, yeah. just give it to you, you know, and just don't be intimidated to go network. Even with me and Taj, I mean, you can send us both emails, text, Facebook message, whatever. Uh, we're down to talk to you uh, yeah. about anything you want to, you know, talk about. But that's just what networking is. We're, we're not uh, a huge thing that I've learned in leadership and leadership conferences and seminars. It's not about me. It's about we. So we help grow and we help everyone else grow. Right. Yeah. I love yeah, that, man. So and that's guys, guys, that's why it's so important that this uh, that HBA continues to grow. My mission is to have high performance agents to at minimum at bare bones minimum 
10,000 people within the next 365 days. I know for a fact that we can do it. We're pushing it uh, in every avenue. And it really, really helps if you guys bring your agents in your network into this group. We've got where the group's right now growing by a factor of about 10 to 20 people per day. So we're really scaling this thing up uh, and let's keep it moving. So let's talk a little bit about schedule and organization because that's, that's something that's massively underrated, I think. Right. Yeah. When, I, when I talk to a lot of agents and guys, I'm a coach. I'm, I'm literally a mindset and performance coach for real estate agents. I talk to agents every single damn day. Uh, most of them, I ask them like, okay, so how long are you working? You know, I'm all, oh, I'm working till like 9 PM at night. Like I don't really see my family. It's, it's such a struggle. And I'm like, okay, what time are you waking up? Oh, I wake up at like 8 AM, 9 AM. I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude, wake up earlier and get your shit done in the morning. Not only are you going to have time for your family, but you're going to have time to work out, have a morning routine, be efficient, get home for dinner. You're going to have so much more time. Yep. So let's talk a bit about schedule, Daniel. Uh, and then, and then let's kind of wrap this thing up. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So schedule is a huge, huge discipline. Uh, you have to kind of, you have to set your tempo for the day, mm -hmm. um, in the mornings. Uh, when I first started with Taj, I was working out, you know, 8 PM instead of working out early in the mornings. In the morning. So yeah. I figured out when I started waking up at 5 AM, everything became a clear vision for me, mm -hmm. uh, schedule wise, because I could set my schedule literally from the time I wake up before even my kids and wife woke up. So right. like, from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., you know, I got my workout in, I got my schedule in, I got all of the stuff I was going to do for the day kind of scheduled out. Mm -hmm. So um, whenever you set a schedule, whenever you become this producer, whenever you listen to this uh, podcast, whenever, whenever you start putting these things into reality and you start getting busy, you're going to have to have it to continue to be successful, to continue to be this way. Um because there, there's so many things that go in a realtor's day. We have, you know, showings we have to do. We have listing appointments. We have uh, professional photographies. We have inspections. We have appraisal. We have all of these things that happen in a day. So if you have, you know, 10 transactions going in a month, everything has to be scheduled. If not, you're going to be going crazy and yeah. you're going to lose clients that way and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah, you have to set time aside to you know, be organized, be, mm -hmm. be scheduled and kind of figure out all that stuff. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, is, is, is having the right rituals, right? The mm -hmm. right daily routines, the right rituals that actually feed your peak performance, right? Every single agent should be focused on aside from business. Actually, let me, let me rephrase this. Cause I think this is the last point that I want to drive home. Okay. Every single agent that wants to be a hyper producer should focus solely on things that elevate them to a peak performance frequency. Okay. So from the things that you listen to, the things that you read, the things that you watch, all of those things should be focused on production, on sales, on mindset, on abundance, programming your mind, your daily rituals, your morning routines, your habits with your health, your eating habits, you know, what you do, how much sleep you get, all of those things impact your level to be at peak performance frequencies. And when you're at that peak performance level, you're feeling good, you're looking good, you're eating good, right? You're, you have the, the perfect daily routines and habits. That allows you to perform at your absolute best, right? And then from there, when you have the right schedule, magic happens, Yep, right? Magic happens. That's when a realtor can actually produce at the level that we're talking about right now, right? So Daniel, first and foremost, 
Thank you so much, man, for being live with us today. I hope everybody got some, uh, you know, some insight as to what we're talking about here. This has been the four key discipline areas to skyrocket your sales volume. Uh, Last thing that I want to say, and then I'll give Daniel the mic here, but last thing that I want to say, if you're watching this right now in the HPA group, I want you to go and invite one agent in your network into the group that needs to hear this. If you're listening to this right now on the podcast, I want you to join the group because you're probably not in the group. Okay. So join the group. Let's get this thing active. Let's start sending referrals to each other and let's all learn to be high performing agents. Daniel, anything last to say? Man, that's it. Uh, Stay disciplined, stay humble, be great. Go sell some real estate. Yes. I love it, man. Hey, that rhyme, by the way. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Daniel's going to be a rapper now. All right, guys. He's hanging up. That's what it is. (laughs) Exactly, brother. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you on Friday at 11 a.m. We've got Mr. Actually, I don't know if Paul's going to be on. It might just be me. We'll see you guys. 11 a.m. on Friday. Take care.